This is episode number 154 for Monday, February 15th, 2021, and we are going to dive right in and uh, dispense with all of the formality because we have ourselves quite a winter storm heading in. Now, the first part of it has already affected us here in Northeast Ohio. That was round number one. Now, round number one produced little more than some local cosmetic coatings, no more than an inch. But that isn't where the main dynamics of the system is. That is still yet lagging back in the Tennessee Valley, and it's heading northeast. Now, I'm going to post a lot of data and a lot of photos from today on Weather Jazz episode number 154 in the show notes, so go check it out when you have a chance. And the first thing you're going to see is uh, the amount of snow that is anticipated from some of the computer models, one in particular, and I'm going to post the European model showing that we are, meaning northern Ohio, the northern counties, will be in the most dynamic portion of this winter storm as it passes by. And what that means for us is probably a foot or more of snow by the time all is said and done by this time tomorrow, meaning noontime-ish on Tuesday. Tuesday, By Tuesday, it should be all done for all intents and purposes. The heaviest snow moving out around 9 or 10 o'clock on Tuesday. It will all really start to ramp up between 4 and 7 p.m. tonight. And uh, travel tonight is not going to be pleasant, and the morning commute on Tuesday morning will be impacted in a very uh, impressive way, especially in the northern counties. Now, those of you that might be listening to us from, say, Newcomerstown or uh, maybe New Philadelphia, there's a pretty strong chance that you're going to see enough warm air at the mid-levels of the atmosphere to change the precipitation over to some sleet or freezing rain, and that will really inhibit the amount of snow that comes down, but you'll still see a heavy impact of uh, frozen precipitation in one way or another. But as you work north of Canton, it is appearing more and more likely that you will stay mostly snow and will probably be all snow once you get north of Akron on Interstate 77. So go check out the maps on weatherjazz.com, episode number 154. It will lead the episode with the snowfall uh, forecast, or at least one of the computer models, and it is looking very likely that when we wake up on Tuesday morning, northern counties will be shoveling about a foot of snow, plus or minus, and some places m- might actually see more than that. Uh, this computer model indicating 14 or 15 inches, a, a distinct possibility. Now, uh, we'll also be um, inviting in this particular episode. Jeff Kennedy, his on-air name from KWWL from his uh, days on television, 
and he no longer uh, is at KWWL after a very, very long career there as uh, the chief meteorologist. And uh, uh, Jeff, his real name is Kron Schnabel, and or I, th- I think I pronounced that correctly. Why don't we just leave it there and hope that I got it right? Uh, at any rate, I'm going to call him Jeff Kennedy because it's just so much easier. Uh, but um, obviously, one of the big reasons for the dynamics of this system is the extreme cold out in places like Iowa, all the way down to Texas. We'll talk about Texas uh, here. In fact, why don't we do that right now? Because this morning, when Houstonites woke up, they woke up to something that they have never seen. Anybody alive in Houston has never woken up to see snow covering the sand, the beaches right on the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, And I'm going to post that picture from uh, a webcam down there, along with another photo from an ODOT, or I guess it would be a TDOT, Texas Department of Transportation uh, camera, looking at an overpass, and it looks like a roadway in Minnesota. Again, this is something that they have never seen. Uh, Those pictures are going to be, again, on the show notes on weatherjazz.com. One other thing before we bring in Jeff Kennedy, the fact that Dallas-Fort Worth, and and we have relatives that live in Dallas, and uh, I'll talk to you about their personal experience here in just a second, but officially, the Dallas airport, the record low temperature for today was, I think it was either 13 or 15 degrees. Right now, at noontime, it's 8 and their overnight low was six. They not only set a brand new record and broke the old one, but they smashed it in a major league way. So suffice to say, this cold air is really unprecedented for its southern reach and for its anomaly. In some cases, the temperatures today are about 50 or more, five zero. 50 or more degrees below normal. They ran out of colors with that temperature anomaly chart, and it's really, really crazy to see. Well, the core of the air obviously is up to the north, but a lot of it has trickled down into Texas. Oh, one more thing. Yesterday, yesterday I posted this on Twitter. There are 254 counties in Texas. And for the first time in history, every single county yesterday was covered by a winter storm warning from Del Rio and El Paso all the way down to Brownsville, Texas, all the way up to Amarillo, Texas, and all the way east to the Arklatex, well east of Dallas. Every single county. That's a huge state. Let that sink in. And for a little while yesterday, there were 18 states that were affected by uh, a winter storm warning for at least part of the state. And, of course, in Texas um, particular case, it was the entire state, 254 counties. Crazy stuff. All right, let's get back to Iowa, where my friend Jeff Kennedy uh, 
was the chief meteorologist at the NBC affiliate in Waterloo, Iowa. He and I actually competed uh, when we both got into the business. He did weekends there, and I did weekends at the CBS affiliate in Cedar Rapids. That was way back, 1981 and early 1982. Uh, We did not know each other at the time. But we became very familiar with each other and became very good friends uh, after I moved to Cleveland. That was now 32 years ago. Uh, But uh, I invited Jeff on after he texted me a photo of his overnight low temperature on Sunday morning, which fell to 12 below zero. That is without the wind chill. And this morning, he also texted a photo of what the the truck thermometer said as he was driving out and about this morning. I'll post both of those pictures on weatherjazz.com. Well, without any further delay, let me pull in our conversation, the conversation I had with Jeff on Sunday afternoon from near Waterloo, Iowa. So anyway, so we've got this cold air. We do. Uh, and uh, you know we're we're just on the edge of it, but you, my friend, are s- smack dab <laughs> in the center of Ground Zero exactly. uh, near Waterloo, Iowa. So uh, tell me what that's yes. like and, and what you've been doing to stay warm. Uh, let's see. This morning, I think I sent you a, a picture of my uh, home thermometer, and was it twelve below zero? I think so. Right. Yep. Twelve below. Um, okay. I just checked. Now we're up to four below zero. Oh, that's a lovely, uh, balmy day. <laughs> um, the trouble today is there's a little bit of wind. Uh, not real strong, but 10, 15 miles an hour. And when I push the button on my weather station for wind chill, it drops to like 30, 35, almost 40 below zero. And, you know, you really can't dress for that. Um, you can bundle up in layers and, you know, protect your face the best you can, but things just don't work very well. Cars don't like to run. Uh, everything, your house makes funny noises. Um, it, it's just, a, it's not a good day to be outside just to go out and get the mail or, you know, walk around the block. It's like, no, nah, that's, that's not a good idea today. Um, I mean, heaven forbid you have a flat tire or, or your car or truck gels up if you have diesel. Um, and that happens a lot when it's this cold. There you sit. And, and are you going to be able to stay warm enough until somebody comes to help you? That's, that's a problem when it's this cold and, and windy. So there we are. Life so in the Midwest, you, eh? <laughs> you work a lot with diesel, uh, diesel-powered trucks and, and what, what have you. So when does yeah. diesel begin to gel? Uh, in the fall, when the temperature starts to drop into the 30s and 20s, uh, they put some additive into the fuel, mm-hmm. and that'll prevent it from gelling. Um, last week I spoke with a fella who deals with, uh, the refrigerated trailers and those have a little diesel motor on them as well. And there were customers that were coming up here from Arizona and, you know, in Arizona, it's nice and warm and they didn't treat their fuel before they left Arizona. So they came up to Des Moines and all of a sudden their engines on their, uh, refrigerator units stopped because the diesel fuel wasn't treated and it just turns to gel and Mm. and you can't really do anything with that wow wow and there's uh there's really no treating it you can't get the the gel substance to get back into a liquid state by adding anything or can you no 
Um, there's a, a treatment called 911, and I mm-hmm. think that will somewhat help. But uh, I think once it's gelled, and especially when the fuel filters get full of that gel, then the only thing you can do is remove that fuel filter, put a different fuel filter in that's new and not gelled up, and then you can kind of start from square one. Wow. Wow. <laughs> a lot it's, to consider uh, when, it's, when it's this cold. Now, it was not that cold last year. As I remember, it was no. relatively mild. You didn't have uh, any long stretches of below zero, did you? No. Um, in fact, I was trying to remember. I don't think we ever got below zero. If we did, it was only maybe uh, a couple times, and it wasn't extreme like this. It might have been one or two below zero, but we didn't have much snow last year either. This year, we're really snowing, and that's that's a big part of the weather, too. Oh, yeah. And uh, so here we are uh, entering into this wintry weather system. Monday, Tuesday looks like another one behind it on uh, Thursday, Friday. Uh, and it's uh, it's actually something that Scott Sable, our morning meteorologist, uh, talked about in his uh, long-range blog. A couple of weeks ago, it looked like the jet was going to lift northward, maybe give you a little relief, but most of the relief really is for us uh, because we're, we're sliding now into the 20s, uh, near 30. And uh, I would imagine that having been accustomed to couple below zero for the daytime high that uh, you come this far east, you'll be uh, bringing your speedos. <laughs> it's really interesting, in my view, when, when we have a stretch like this, where it's, you know, 10 or 15 below zero at night and three or four below zero during the day. And then the, the weather relents a little bit and it gets up to 30. And people are like, hey, this is pretty nice. You know, unzip <laughs> yeah. your jacket, drive around in the car with the windows down. It's like, this is, you know, it's a 45 degree spread in, in you know, 15 below to 30 above. And it's, it really, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember living in Northern Vermont, Linden State College. And uh, in the uh, late 1970s, during that uh, very cold era, cold oh, yeah. period, uh, there was a stretch uh, in January. We get down to 39 below. In the uh, on campus, and Burke Hollow got down to 42 below that morning. Wow! Uh, and we had a long stretch where we stayed uh, no higher than 20 or 15 below for the Ooh. high, and Ooh. and then that Friday it got up to zero. Okay, and <laughs> and everyone was in a great mood. <laughs> they really were, uh, and it, it really did. It felt it felt liberating. At zero, once you get a kind of acclimatized to something that was just so dramatically cold. When you breathe in and your nose gets frosty and you, you mm-hmm. it, it kind of burns your lungs and, and then it doesn't, you know, when it does warm up, it's like, you know, I, I'm not going to complain too much about 30 above anymore, ever. So when is your temperature going to uh, go above the zero mark? Um, I think we're supposed to make it a little above zero by maybe Wednesday or so. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think by the weekend, we're supposed to be in the thirties, which will be nice. I'll check in with you then and see if you'll be uh, tilling the soil and ready to plant corn. <laughs> Under about two feet of snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really fun. I mean, the, the, the weather here this year has been fun. Um, when, when we get a blizzard, and it kind of shuts the world down for a day. That makes me feel good. I just, I'm one of those weirdos who's so impressed by the weather. And it's, it's one of those, those hand of God at work things, if you know what I mean. Um, and it doesn't hurt anything. We, we had a day uh, two weeks ago where 
the store where I work, they just said, we're, we're going home at 1230. That's it. Shut it down. Nobody's coming in. The phone's not ringing. Uh, people have to drive. You know, some people live 20 or 30 or 40 miles away and we want to get them home safely when it's still light out. And there was already several inches of snow and the wind was 30 miles an hour. It's like, you know, this is just kind of cool. It's, it's really, this is the winter weather that I grew up with. I, I was in, I grew up in Northern Wisconsin. So this is, you know, no big deal to me, but um, when it happens and, and it's, it's life threatening, it's like, you know, um, we, we still are at the mercy of the weather in, our, in many ways. And when I see that happen, it's like, this is just pretty cool. I really enjoy it. You are spinning your winter cocoon. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we, have, uh, we have a fireplace in the living room and a fireplace in the basement. And we have fires going in both fireplaces today. So it's not, uh, you know, it's not bad in the house. You go out of the house and it's like, you know, I'm going back in the house here really quick. And not spending a lot of time outside a very, very good idea when it gets that cold. And if you are in the center of that, uh, obviously limit your exposure. For those of you listening to us from Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, all the way down to Texas, really wild stuff and a wild system indeed. And uh, we're going to watch this with bated breath. If need be, tomorrow I'll have a special episode of Weather Jazz to update you on any snowfall amounts. Otherwise, our next episode will be on Wednesday, and we'll focus in on some great science questions that have come in. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence by social media, by word of mouth, over the fence, or by email. And special thanks to those of you that have partnered to support Weather Jazz, Christine Barnes in Ohio, Rose Moore in Ohio, Bill Barton in Florida, Andrea Rich in Tennessee. And I'd love to add your name to that list. And uh, beginning this month, anyone who becomes a supporter at any one of three levels, and by the way, the lowest is just 99 cents a month. It's great stuff. And I'm encouraged by that when people sign in because that says that you value this podcast. So if you do that in the month of February or March 2021, you'll receive a copy of my autobiographical timeline book called The Extra Mile. Now, once you become a supporter, once you sign up, remember to send me an email at weatherjazz at yahoo.com so that I can get the information that I need to send you your book. And you're going to find the link at the bottom of this episode on weatherjazz.com. Now, if you have a science question coming up or just a general topic question about anything and everything, that includes personal stuff, that would be done on Friday, Open Line Friday. The science stuff, that's always done on a Wednesday. You can reach me at weatherjazz at yahoo.com, or you can call me now and leave me a message at the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, 234-525-5888. All that information is at weatherjazz.com. So stay safe, everybody, and we'll catch you with a new episode of Weather Jazz right here. Weather and science across the globe.